welcome to the Premier Podcast, where everything agronomic is economic. Today, we're talking with Darren Fair and Dan Freeberg, and they talk about how change and innovation can be created through a crisis. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Darren Fair from uh, Premier Crop Systems. I'm currently President and CEO of the company, and I'm joined by Dan Freeberg, the founder and uh, currently VP of Technical Services. Dan, good afternoon. Welcome to our very first Premier podcast. Good to be with you. Hey, Dan. Uh, topic of the day today, all change is preceded by a crisis. It's sad to say, but it's funny how innovation takes wild turns and only at the advent of a crisis. Tell me a little bit about what you think this COVID business is going to do in terms of transforming the way we farm. Well, for me personally, it's <clears throat> for me personally, it's reminiscent of the '80s. So, I started my career in the '80s and plunged right into the farm crisis, and so it it feels a lot like that, Darren. I feel like I feel like credit is going to tighten. You're, you know, people people are having growers are having trouble getting operating lines. Uh, you know, extended to cover everything they need. So just feels exactly like that 80s crisis. There's, there's not, you know, there's differences. We, you know, we have cheap interest. At, the, at that time, we had really high interest and high inflation, and there was a lot of other dynamics. But that when, when, you're, when your budget, when your operating budget goes upside down, when it gets negative, it's just really, it, it causes you know, just dramatic change. So I, I remember the eighties well, and I remember just having to just scrutinize everything we did differently through, I mean, just through that lens of how hard it was to make money. Do you think uh, farm gate cash flow is the biggest issue or what do you think the, some of the biggest issues are that farmers are facing that are, are really going to reflect on their ability to either grow, expand or, or needing to get out? There's about three or four big ones for me. You know, just keeping your operating capital intact. It's just so easy to lose operating capital, and you know, you know, it's different. You don't, you know, nobody wants to touch your land equity or anything. I mean, there's there's a lot of equity, but it's just about whether you have operating capital. And having your operating capital intact will allow people expand. I, Darren, I would say one of the big surprises that I would answer you with is, you know, there's this. To me, there's this real false narrative and it just repeats itself over and over again that producers are, that farmers are great producers and bad marketers. And, and that is, that is, they may be bad marketers, but the idea that everybody's a great producer is not true either. So we see it in data. That's what we do. We do a lot of data analytics and we see, we see huge swings in, in efficient how, how efficiently people produce. So to me, you know, when you talk about innovation in the middle of a crisis, it's about getting serious about producing efficiently and producing efficiently is all in the details. So, that's it. so it's interesting. You talk about the efficiency in production um, because, you know, we talked to so many farmers and all I want to do is farm, you know, don't leave, leave me out of the, leave me out of the details or the administration or, you know, the data thing is complex. Um, how do we how do we kind of work through this idea that um, I want to farm because of of what I enjoy, but how do I do this efficiently? What does that mean? Well, for me, so the the details. So so 
I, 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 I totally understand exactly what they're saying is like they, and what, in our experience, our experience as a company is that, is that growers don't really, they don't want, they don't want to do all the data work. They, you know, they want us and their advisor to do the data work. They want to consume the output of that data analytics. They want us, they want us to provide analytics that are meaningful and then advice and then, and then the following step is take action on it, you know? So it's just that constant improvement cycle that we go through, but it's, so they, so they want, they want to consume, they want to consume data analytics. They don't want to necessarily, they don't, I mean, all the detail that goes into having great data, they, they don't really, that's not what excites them. You know, they, they'd much rather uh, farm, you know, than they would be in the details of the data. So. Do you think that there's enough emphasis placed on pre-production planning? Like, uh, you know, you know, we, we talk a lot about uh, the egg technology that's been invested in in-season crop monitoring. Uh, a lot of a lot of the seasonal cyclical buying, which kind of lends itself to think that, that that there isn't this, you know, early season robust planning process. What, what, what do you think is going to change here? after we get through this kind of crisis that we're facing in terms of this planning piece? So there, there are exceptions to this, okay? There are exceptions. So one of the exceptions is high-value crops and irrigation. So, so there is a lot. I mean, high-value crops and irrigation, you can turn on the dime. You know, you can, you can adjust everything because you can, you can feed the plant or you can treat the plant and feed it like, you know, like it's on an IV, but most of North American production is rain fed. You know, it's like, so it, so planning is everything, just having detailed plans and, and not missing any of the details in that planning process is everything. It's just, you know, the, the, one of the quotes that's battered around a lot is you, you don't want the plant to have a bad day. You know, you right. don't want to, so it's like, and that, so, you, so you're, like, but if the plant if the plant tells you it's suffering, it's too late. <laughs> you know, it's right. like you know, it's like people show all these bit. You know, they show these images of of nitrogen denit. You know, of denitrification, and you know, it's like okay, you've already lost yield. Like you're right, you can correct that, but the the whole goal is to never get to that place, and that's the reason you do plans. The reason you the reason you the reason you spend that time making sure you got the plan right is so that you're avoiding those train wrecks and, and avoiding, you still do, you know, you still have to monitor the crop. You still have to respond because there's things that happen, but, but even, even plant diseases are, you can plan for those, you know, you can plan for insects, you can plan, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of the decisions are all pre-budgeted, right? So, so in tight times, in tight times, it is all about, you know, when, when I talk about managing operating capital, it is a, you know, agriculture, it's a, there's a lot of input dollars at stake. And how, how you spend those input dollars is what I'm talking about and how, you, how efficient you farm. It's just, you, you know, the, this, this really tight upside down economics that we're in, it just screams that you have to stretch every input dollar absolutely as far as you can so you can't you just can't be wasteful right, right. so it's all about investing every dollar at the right place at the right time to get the best return you you made a, you make a really good point here in terms of um it's by the time you see the problem 
it's probably too late. It's probably you missed some of the symptoms. Now, we spend a lot of time talking about uh, the, what, what happens below ground. Uh, and, and we do a lot with, with nutrition and soil fertility. Um, is this an area that, you know, we can, we can get better at or we can, we can help people with more in terms of, you know, the planning piece and, and planning uh, to deliver, uh, you know, over time, higher organic matter or, or, high, or more efficient nitrogen use? Or where's your take on our, our ability to help production efficiency below ground? We will look back. We will look back a decade from now and think how crude we were. Right. In 2020, we will look back and think how crude we are. So we're going to continue to make just dramatic advancements. And, and, and it's all about, you know, for us, it's all about um, how we characterize like agronomic environments and how we treat them differently. And, you know, we believe that the ideal rate of everything changes within geographies. And that geography is within fields. So, so we are going to get better and better at all of this. Is, you know, that Darren, there's so much of so much of crop production is, um, and so much of the science behind crop production is a little bit siloed. You know, I mean, it's a little bit. You know, so, and and in the real world, it's all integrated, right? So, if you even think of it at university settings, we have etymologists, and we have, you know, um, pathologist or um, plant pathologists, and we have nutrition specialists and even in the nutrition they tend to be specialized by you know nutrient or whatever but in the real world it's all those things colliding together and so there's all these interactions and that's what makes real world agronomy so complex so so just there's just tons of it room there's just lots of room for improvement and that's what we're going to do that you know you you share you share a common background that i have is that we both grew up in the livestock industry and (laughs) And sometimes it's just shocking how much the livestock industry is so data-driven. People don't realize just right. how data-driven it is. You know, you you come from the dairy industry, which was in, you know, decades ahead of everybody else, even the rest of the livestock industry. The yeah. dairy industry was data-driven just from, you know, decades ago and in many ways, crop production is just, you know, we're because, because of GPS and the ability to measure spatially, you know, yield and, and responses to different treatments. We're just, we're playing catch up right now. So does that mean that uh, maybe the livestock business went through this kind of a crisis uh, way sooner in its, in its life cycle? And, and, and I don't even remember this digital transformation and the need of data in livestock, but you know, it feels like we're going to be very intentional here in transitioning to more of a data-driven industry in the crop production. Um, is that the case, or or is this just going to feel very normal to people who are farming and progressing and growing? It, I think, hopefully, it feels normal. Hopefully, it feels more normal. But but for me, it's it's um, you know, it's like the the irony a little bit what's happened in the livestock is obviously it's become really specialized and sure. consolidated into fewer hands and all that. But, but a lot of times when we get in front of, when we get in front of growers who are also actively involved and at risk in the livestock industry, they will draw the parallel. They'll say, Oh my goodness, you're, you know, what you're talking about is what I, you know, it's like, you know, it's almost like a wake up call. It's like, I know how every pin ties out. 
Like I, I know, I know the, like I know the numbers on every, and they're, they're not talking about just fee deficiency and rate of gain. They're talking about knowing the economic numbers associated with that right. unit of production. And, you know, when we show them what we're doing, they're like, oh my goodness, you're, you're doing, you're talking about treating my cropland the same as I treat a pen of pigs or a pen of cattle. And it's like, yeah, it's exactly what we're doing. We're, we're tying it all, we're tying all the pieces together, not just, not just production efficiency or nutrient efficiency. We're tying economics to every part of the field. Well, I think, isn't it the same like in sports where you want to improve performance? Well, there are certain metrics that you're going to do to improve your end result. Uh, and, and, you know, like, you know, my golf game's really crappy, but, and I measure the end score, but what, you know, there's, there's a ton of other metrics that I could measure if I wanted to get, get a lot better in certain parts of my game. And isn't farming sort of similar to that? It is. It really is. I'm not as big a, like, I'm not, you know, I, I don't, I obviously work too much and don't golf enough, but like you, there's <laughs> 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 a saying, there's a saying and there's a, there's a saying in golf, at least among us really crude players that you, you know, drive for show and putt for dough. Right. And, and, and in sometimes I have, in, no I, I have no dough because my putting's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes in crop production <laughs> and sometimes in crop production, it's like high yields have become the, the, you know, the show, you know, it's like they become what you do for show. Totally. And to me, it's like, okay, that's, that's part of the game, right? I mean, yields are really sure. key, but that's not, it's like, it's, it's not just about yields. It's about return to land and management. It's like, how, yeah. how do I, how do I make more money? It's like, it, so it's, you know, the metrics that we use to measure is got to have an economic component, um, you know, cause not all yields created equal. So it's like, you know, it's on, <laughs> you can, you can throw the kitchen sink at something and have high yields, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean you're, improving your operating capital so yeah you got to get down the fairway and if you can't chip and putt you're probably not going to score real well yep yep it's hey, a, uh, yeah. all of our listeners here sort of the final word if the seeds of innovation are born out of a crisis dan what should farmers be thinking about today just how to be more efficient how to produce more efficiently just scrutinizing just, you know, just, and sometimes that, the, Darren, the other thing is like the, these guys, they're managing multi-million dollar operations. They are constantly, you know, they're, it, I, I feel for them because they're, you know, they're constantly learning a new skill set, you know, it's like, but, and so to me that sometimes that skill set is, you know, as a manager is you're, you're managing more complex, you know, more people, you're managing, um, you know, you, you know, they're all turned into financial managers. So they're just, it's, it's just this cycle of it's, it's finding some, you know, in some cases, it's just finding somebody to help you manage the details. In our case, that's our, that's our value proposition is let us help you manage, you know, all the agronomic and economic details associated with crop production. Awesome. Hey, it sets us up for the uh, next podcast that we're going to have. Talk about big data and, uh, you know, we can talk about COVID and, and how, how the delivery of this exceptional data ha has helped us think through this crisis and uh, how ag uses big data. So uh, thanks, thanks, Dan, for uh, joining me today on our podcast and uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned next week for our uh, podcast on big data. 
Thanks for listening to the premier podcast where everything agronomic is economic. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can continue to provide the best precision ag and analytic results for you.